Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A group of eminent Irish academics and clinicians have come together to issue a paper on the merits of vitamin D in reducing the risk of COVID-19. Now, this is important, folks. One of the signatories is Dr. Dan McCartney. He's a lecturer in human nutrition and dietetics, and he's programme director at Technical University Dublin, and he's a good friend of Late Lunch. He's been a regular contributor to this show over the years. And a little earlier today, I spoke with Dan and began by asking him what evidence there was to back up the paper advocating vitamin D supplementation? Yeah, it's an interesting question, Jerry. The evidence really in this area has evolved significantly since we last spoke last uh, April or March. And it comes from a number of different studies around the world. At that time, when we were talking a few months ago, most of our, our research at the time was based on the fact that there was this huge overlap between the people that suffered more severely from COVID-19 infection and the fact that that those groups overlapped with the people that were most likely to be vitamin D deficient. So we saw, for example, that there were very high mortality rates in the BAME communities and people that were obese and people that were older. And we know all of those groups are much more likely to be vitamin D deficient. We also knew that they had a, a very characteristic type of severe inflammation that was really, uh, I suppose, characteristic or mirrored what you would expect to see in vitamin D deficient people. So those were the early studies. And since then, I I suppose in in the background, there were also studies that showed that people with low vitamin D levels were more likely to get respiratory infection in general. And there were some studies, very well designed, large studies that suggested that if you gave people vitamin D supplements, that it could prevent acute respiratory infections. So those are are sort of uh, chest infections in general. But from April onwards, we really began to see some interesting studies emerge. Uh, Some of those were country studies where they looked at mean vitamin D levels across the population. And they began to realize that the countries with poorer uh, general vitamin D status were the ones that seemed to be getting more COVID-19 cases and seem to also have greater COVID-19 mortality. And after that, we begin to, to, to see studies emerge that show that countries and populations with low vitamin D status are significantly more likely to be positive for COVID-19. So there was a big American study, for example, published in September across all 50 states, 
192,000 people. And it showed really clearly that the ones with lower vitamin D status, less than 50 nanomoles per litre, that they were about 50% more likely to become infected than people that had levels of about 75 to 85. And they were more than twice as likely to be infected as people that achieved vitamin D levels above 135 nanomoles per litre. So those were really, uh, I suppose, important data because even though they were just population observational studies, they began to tell us, you know, with these very large numbers, we see a very clear uh, distinction between uh, between the people that are vitamin D deficient and the ones that have good vitamin D status. And I suppose from then, things became even more interesting because we began to see clinical studies come to light. So these were studies in hospital patients with confirmed COVID-19. And we began to see that the people that were vitamin D deficient did much, much worse in terms of their, their clinical outcome. That was related to a number of outcomes. You know, they were more likely to go to ICU. They were more likely to require aggressive intervention like mechanical intervention or mechanical ventilation rather and they were also more likely to die so there was one study for example in in germany that showed that the the patients that were vitamin d deficient were around 14 to 15 times more likely to die than their, their vitamin d replete peers and then very recently i mean just over the the last couple of months we've begun to to see intervention studies report now, when I talk about intervention studies, these are really important because these are the studies where they provide people with vitamin D supplementation and they track them over time to see how their, their outcomes are. There was one study, a small study from Spain, Cordoba in Spain, and in that they took 76 patients that were presenting to the hospital with COVID-19 and they divided them in a one-to-two ratio such that 50 of those patients received activated vitamin D at a relatively high dose, and the other 26 patients didn't get any vitamin D. And they tracked them over their, their admission, and they found that of the 50 that got the activated vitamin D, only one of them went to ICU. That person recovered quickly, and they were all discharged and sent home without complications. Of the 26 who didn't get vitamin D, 13 of them had to go to ICU and two of them died. So statistically, we're looking at a 30 to 35 fold difference in your chance of being admitted to ICU amongst the people that didn't get this high dose vitamin D supplementation on admission. And then finally, it was a, a very interesting study from France just reported over the last couple of months. And in that, they provided older nursing home patients with bolus vitamin D during their admission. And they monitored them for about five or six weeks afterwards. And they found that of the people that got the vitamin D, high-dose vitamin D before leaving hospital, 83% of them were still alive after five weeks whereas in the group that didn't get the vitamin D bolus leaving hospital, only 44% of them survived. So again, a small study, but very significant that even within those small numbers, we see a very strong signal of reduced 
ICU admission and reduced mortality amongst people that are given vitamin D supplements. It's such a strong case for vitamin D. You've told us previously that sunshine is a good source of vitamin D, not so much in the diet. And of course, at this time of the year, we don't get much sunshine. So it all points to supplementation, that we need supplements. So will you tell us, what should we be taking in terms of supplements? Absolutely. I mean, supplementation is the answer here. It is not possible to get adequate amounts of vitamin D from food. I mean, that is well established at this stage. And this is one of the primary reasons, obviously, why we have such a high prevalence of vitamin D deficiency in this country. You'll have seen some data about this, and it it spans all of the different age groups. So there's a very high prevalence of vitamin D deficiency, even in our younger groups. But as you rightly identify, as the population gets older, there's probably 80 plus percent of people in nursing homes, for example, or about two thirds of our over 80 year olds that are vitamin D deficient. So supplementation is the answer because we cannot get adequate or optimal amounts of vitamin D from food alone or from sunshine, as you've uh, said at this time of year. So we need to take a supplement. The ideal supplement for most adults in the Irish population would be 20 to 25 micrograms per day which is 800 to 1,000 international units. Uh, the dose is described in two ways. So 20 to 25 micrograms per day or 800 to 1,000 international units per day. And daily supplementation is better. So that will be adequate to get most people up above this critical 50 nanomole per litre threshold where their immunity against COVID-19 is enhanced That isn't to say that if they go a little bit higher, they might see additional further benefits. 20 to 25 micrograms per day should be adequate for most people. However, the older adults, the people that are obese or carrying extra weight, and also people with dark skin pigmentation, all of those groups are likely to need higher doses than that 20 to 25 micrograms per day. So they should do that in consultation with their doctor or GP. They can get a a blood test that will show what their current vitamin D levels are like and their doctor should be able to prescribe them appropriate vitamin D supplementation in relation to their their current blood levels. I checked my own wee bottle that I've had since I spoke to you and I've been taking them on and off and I have to say I've let it slip in the last while but I'm back on them I can assure you of that my little bottle says a thousand IU which is the international unit one of those a day Dan one of those a day absolutely perfect and take it with food as well if you take it with food it's uh, more effectively absorbed by the body when you start taking it Dan if you haven't taken it in the past and you start say from today when does the effect or how long does it take for the effect to kick in? It could take a few weeks you know four five weeks I mean you will be on a trajectory upwards uh, over that time so with every passing day your status or your your, your blood levels will in- increase and generally the rule of thumb that we have is that For each additional microgram you take, you'll see a bump upwards in your blood level of about one nanomole per litre. So if you're aiming to get above 50 nanomoles per litre and you're currently standing at 25 or 30 nanomoles per litre, if you take your 25 microgram supplement each day, that should bring you up to about 50 to 55 nanomoles per litre over a period of about four to five weeks. 
hopefully. I mean, this is one of the interesting things about the, the vitamin D study that I mentioned from Cordoba in Spain, where they have those patients coming into the, the hospital. They didn't want to wait around for their, their blood levels to, to go up because vitamin D has to go through a number of activation steps. So what they did was they provided them with this already activated vitamin D. So rather than wait for the, you know, the five or six days for them to begin activating the vitamin D themselves, they, they gave them a, a bolus dose of the, the active metabolite, which seemed to work extremely effectively. But for most people, we don't need that. We need just the regular vitamin D supplement at a dosage of 20 to 25 micrograms per day. Or for people that have dark skin, who are older, or who are overweight or obese, possibly a higher dose in consultation with their doctor. And again to say vitamin D is safe, it's cheap and effective, Dan. Absolutely. Uh, you can get this over the counter. Cents per, per tablet, very, very cheap uh, and effective, as you say, and very, very safe. We know that intakes of less than 100 micrograms per day are very safe. We've seen this from, from very big studies over in the US, just published over the last couple of years, where they provided doses of 50 to 100 micrograms per day over a two to five year period. And there were no issues around toxicity or any other Yes, really interesting. Dr. Dan McCartney there speaking to me a little earlier today about vitamin D. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.